So there's a man and he, um, he heads to the pet store and he decides that he wants to uh, purchase a, a parrot, you know, a colorful bird, and he, uh, he brings him home. But as soon as the parrot arrives home, uh, this parrot immediately starts insulting him and cursing and uh, he starts getting really nasty. And so the man picks up the parrot and he says, we're not going to do this. He says, uh, uh, I'm going to let you think about things. And he takes him and he, he tosses him literally in the freezer, sets him in there to teach him a lesson, he closes the door. And he herds the bird continue on with all of the squawking and uh, carrying on for several minutes. And then all of a sudden, the parrot's quiet. The man opens the freezer door and the parrot walks out, looks up at him and says, I apologize for offending you and I humbly ask your forgiveness. And the man says, wow, this is great. This worked way better than I thought it was going to be. He says, well, thank you. Um, I forgive you completely. And the parrot points towards the freezer and humbly asks, if you don't mind my asking, um, what did the frozen chicken do? As humans, we're all concerned about temptations toward evil. And more precisely, we're constantly asking what we can get away with, not if, but when temptation comes. And so perhaps the most useful question we could ask about today's gospel is this. What is an unclean spirit doing in a synagogue? It was commonly accepted in the world of Jesus that evil moved around the world in the form of unclean spirits or demons and sickness, family trouble, even natural disasters such as storms and earthquakes were the results of these evil spirits at work. So why is this unclean spirit in a synagogue of all places? A synagogue was a holy place, a place where Jews gathered to study the law and to praise God. And Jesus enters a synagogue and he teaches with authority. We have a holy place, a holy assembly and a holy teaching. And in the midst of all this goodness, a demon cries out. What do you have to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? What's the Spirit doing here? Certainly presume that he did not come to listen to Jesus' teaching. I'd like to suggest to you that the gospel today situates the unclean spirit in the synagogue to teach us something about evil. Sometimes we think that evil can be limited only to certain places and that unclean spirits can be restricted to the graveyard, the deep woods, or where thieves gather. Sometimes we imagine that if we are very good people and if we love and act with justice, if we have faith in God, then we can keep evil away from where we are. This gospel warns us that such thinking is naive. If an unclean spirit can shout out in a holy synagogue and in the presence of Jesus the Messiah, then evil can appear anywhere. Evil in the form of sickness, anxiety, even in natural disasters, seems to have the ability to move freely throughout the world. It attacks people indiscriminately, the rich and the poor, the moral and the immoral 
those who believe in God and those who do not. Evil seems to have access to every place and person. So now, two important truths flow from this insight. The first is this, when evil touches our lives, we should not automatically conclude that we have done something wrong when a family member is killed in a tragic accident, when someone we love is diagnosed with cancer. We have to deal with a death, addiction, divorce. We should not necessarily conclude, if only I had been a better person, I could have kept this evil away. Evil has more access than we could possibly imagine. I assure you that if you go down to the Cleveland Clinic and look into the cancer ward, not everyone there will be a criminal. If you survey the people who were so tragically killed in the past year, you would find that many of them were wonderful people who prayed regularly. Evil moves around our world and has access to every person and place. This leads to a second important truth. If evil has such access to our lives, then our strategy cannot be, how can I prevent evil from coming? But rather, how do I deal with evil when it arrives? If we cannot keep evil away, then we must ask, how can I confront it? Here is where faith is helpful. We believe in faith that we have access to the power of God, a power that is stronger than the power of evil. And so, when, not if, evil touches our lives, we can draw upon our faith in God and ask for God's assistance. Faith allows us to have courage in the face of sickness, to have hope after divorce, to find strength even in failure and peace in the face of death. The same Jesus who drove the demon out of the synagogue is our Lord. We can turn to him and ask for his strength as we face the demons in our lives. If an unclean spirit can appear in a holy synagogue, evil can touch us in any place. Therefore, when evil enters our lives, It does not make sense to ask, what did I do to invite the demon in? Instead, we should turn to the Lord and quickly and expediently ask him, drive the demon out. Amen.